Coming up on Sports Talk with Marcel, the NBA NHL playoffs are heating up. We recap what have happened this past week in some playoff series. And Julio Jones wants out in Atlanta. Where will he be playing next season? Plus, the very latest on the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers beef. This day in sports history and more right now on Sports Talk with Marcel. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. Thank you all for joining me on this beautiful Thursday, May 27th, episode number 44, six away from 50. So excited, so excited. Um, we have so much to get into. Now, well, not so much, you know, the playoffs and the not so much news around the league. Um, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs is, man. What can I say? Some exciting, some very exciting games this past weekend of both sports. Um, MLB, we have a little MLB news. Um, the Julio Jones situation, I, I saw this coming, uh, but we're going to get into that more. And, of course, the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers situation. But we're going to start off last night where we've seen some NBA basketball um, NBA playoff basketball as the Philadelphia 76ers take a 2-0 lead against the Washington Wizards. Um, Embiid and um, Simmons and Embiid, um, um, 22 points apiece. Still not enough for the Washington Wizards. I believe this series might be over in 4 or 5. It's just, it's just, this probably is probably the most non-interesting um, series. You can say that. Um, Embiid and Simmons... They, it seemed like they started to get back, you know, when they first, you know, um, because they, they haven't played in a while together or so for so many games. So um, the Philadelphia 76ers look like a team that could be in an Eastern Conference easily. Tobias Harris is the X factor to me. I really believe this guy is, is, is something very special. I see why they signed him for the contract. It was either him or Jimmy Butler. But it, I guess it was other reasons why Jimmy Butler chose to, you know, sign it, play on uh, trade it, tr- the sign and trade with the Miami Heat. But that's here and here for another day. But the Philadelphia Eagle, Philadelphia 76ers take a 2-0 commander lead. I just don't see how Washington can win a game. I just don't see it. Um, or they might just get one if they if if you know luck always plays a part in some of these playoff series. But I believe this series could be over four or five games. Another very interesting series is the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks. Atlanta took the first one in New York, but last night New York Knicks and my boy Derrick Rose came to play. Yes, Derrick Rose, former MVP. Derrick Rose, 26 points as the New York Knicks. Tied the series 1-1 as they head to Atlanta, 101-92. to Tremendous, tremendous game for Trey Young. Wasn't enough from his um wasn't enough from his uh his teammates 
to get that 2-0 lead on the New York Knicks. But the New York Knicks have evened up this series. I can see New York winning this series. I really can. I can see this. This might be a, a seven-game series. Both teams are very young. And both teams are very, very competitive. Both have tremendous coaches. Get good, good defensive um, players. Um, good, uh, a hell of good offensive players. So I really can see this game, this series going to seven games. And I believe New York will take the seven game. They they at home, even though they lost the first game at home. Hey, you never know what happened in the seven game series. But it's always best to have it on your home floor, as they now tra- um, travel to Atlanta and play um, game three. I believe this weekend, um, Memphis and Utah last night. Um, Mitchell, um, Devin Mitchell. Um, came back from an injury, missed the last, I believe, 17 games. Um, as they even up the series against the Memphis Grizzlies. Another another series that I could believe that they could go to seven games. The Memphis Grizzlies are a tremendous young team. Tremendous young team. This guy, this team can have at least can if they get if if this off season, if they can get some ve- some leadership, some veteran. This team could easily be conference finals next year. Western conference finals this year. Yes, I said it. The Memphis Grizzlies. Let me take it a little farther. The Memphis Grizzlies have always been competitive. Let's be honest. The years they played the Spurs, the years that they, um, I believe they knocked out the Spurs OKC, and I believe back-to-back years. But Mitchell, 25 points. John Moran, 47 points. This team is, Memphis is a tough team. Had to play two play-in games to get in the playoff. Take the first one from the number one seed. Like, hey, if this, if 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 they can get to a seven game, anything is possible. Anything is possible. As I was, as I was picking these games, um, I believe last week, I didn't see how Memphis could win the series, and now I'm starting to see like Memphis could really win this series. This could probably be an upset. Just like the year Dallas was the number one seed against Golden State. And Golden State as an AFC put out the number one AFC. So I can I, I really believe this could be the year we see that again. But a lot of a lot of things have to happen to Memphis to win this series. They players have to play better. Uh, Brooks have to play better. Uh, um, Venetudis, I believe Jackson have to play better. Get some stops. If you, if they shut down Mitchell and, and, and um, Katane, Gobert, this, they, they can really win a series in seven games. Um, game three is to, going on tomorrow is the Miami Heat and the Mid, um, Milwaukee Bucks. This, this, this my, I, I've been saying this all year long. Miami Heat have been horrible this entire season. It's no surprise to me personally that they are down 0-2. Yeah, I believe they can go to the building and they go to go home and tire it up to um, get there too. But if Miami, if Miami Milwaukee win game three or four, series over in five, you can mark that. You can book it because there's no way Miami is winning in um, a closeout game if it's if, if game um, five is in Milwaukee. It's just not going to happen. If Memphis, if Miami go there, if 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 Milwaukee, Giannis go there and get a game, 
Serious over in five. This is my personal opinion. Miami, they look straight garbage game two, especially in game two. I believe they gave up 70-some points in the first half. It got blew out the building. It was, the game wasn't even close. The game was wasn't even close. And I said this going into the playoff. Milwaukee is going to get their payback. And what better way to get your payback than either beat them the same many games they beat you last season in five games. But I don't, I don't. I just don't see how Miami going to win. I, I don't see them winning the series anyway. But if this, if Milwaukee go there and get game three or four, they winning in five. You can you can mark my word. They winning in five. There's no way Miami is going to win a closeout game in Milwaukee. It's just not going to happen. Another another a series. That I've been mixed mixed emotions about with the Phoenix Suns and the LA Lakers, because we all know Chris Paul is not 100 percent especially after game one. We know that. But as I see it, when I watch game one and I watch game two, I see a totally different Phoenix Suns team. Totally different. Even when they was down in that second half, they came out and played hard in that third quarter. But fourth quarter, it seemed like they ran out of gas. And LeBron James and Anthony Davis show why they the you know legit stars of this league. They came out ball, especially AD. He had he had to come thirteen points in the game one. That's just not that's not gonna win you a game or a series, especially against a, a team of Phoenix Suns. I just believe this. I I really starting to believe Lakers might take this in five or six because Chris Paul is not hundred percent. And if he can't give you something offensive, I don't see how Phoenix can win his game, win his series at all. I just don't see it. Denver and Portland, a, a, a series has been like, this series has been honestly to me personally boring. Boring. I don't watch neither game because it's boring. We know what Dame can do. We know what CJ Cullum can do. We know Jokic who might be the MVP. I don't believe he MVP in my opinion, but, hey, if he, if he get put out in the first round, do you still get him MVP? Because I don't see how they get paid Portland, especially without Jamal Murray. And if Jamal Murray still was, if, if, he, if he was playing, I still might take Portland in seven. Because you just never know what to expect from Damon Leonard. You just never know. The guy can drop 40 and, uh, 40 and then drop 50 the next night or the next game. That's how good he is. That's how good Damon Leonard is. But the most, but the most surprising, shocking, embarrassed, Series I've been watching was the LA Clippers losing two at home. People say, and I hear it, people say, Oh, you saw this coming. Oh, I didn't see this coming. I know, no, 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 no. I didn't see this this coming. Losing two dollars winning two in LA from the Clippers. Even though when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play better. They still lose. They just show you. 
as soon as I saw it happen, I believe it was a mistake. I believe they made a mistake by trading Lou Williams for Rondo because he give you points. Rondo give you a floor general and assists. He cannot give you 20 or 30 like Lou Williams can. He can't. We know this. We see it every – we saw this all season last year. All the last couple of years during the postseason. Lou Williams have been the key maker of the Clippers' success. Short success. Because I still cannot believe they have never made it to the conference finals. I still can't believe that. Out of their entire history in this league, they never made it to the conference finals. Some people find it hard to believe. I, I know. I won't. They was horrible in the 2000s. They was horrible with Chris Paul and um, Blake, um, Blake Griffin. They was a show-off team with, with DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, and Chris Paul. And they never got to the conference finals. But I believe Dallas going to win this in five. I really believe that. I think they took L.A., the Clippers' soul. I believe they took their soul, and I believe this game, this series, over in five. Because can you really see Clippers going down there and getting a, a game in Dallas with that fans? Luka Doncic already ready to, um, I believe this is his first playoff game at home. Because, you know, the last year was the bubble, but I believe the year before they didn't make the play postseason. If this probably be his, actually, if this, if this is his first game, in Dallas in the playoff, I don't see how I don't see how the Clippers gonna win and get a game. It could be a sweep. I don't think it'll go, but it could be. Can you imagine the Clippers getting swept? I can't. I, I think I think they can get a game, but I just don't see how you come into the playoff as people already accusing you as. Um, Losing those two games on purpose to avoid the Lakers, I kind of, I kind of really don't want to believe that, but I'm starting to believe that because they know they didn't want to play the Lakers in the first round. Um, but my 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 team, the Brooklyn Nets, have been the most impressive team this far in postseason. They, I, I, and I said this coming into postseason, Brooklyn Nets. Will cannot allow Boston to take get a game, and I believe it will happen. I don't believe Boston will get a game, so therefore, Brown this time next week. As I'm, re, I'm recording this, um, episode forty five next week, I believe, um, um, the Brooklyn Nets will be in a second round playoff. I don't see how Boston win a game. I, I'm sorry, I just don't. What what Brown? Or without them. We'll take them or without them. I don't see how they get a game. NHL. The New York Islanders. First team into the second round as they defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins last night to win the series in six, five to three. I really thought Pittsburgh Penguins were going to really win the series in, uh, I believe, seven. I just don't see how Sidney Crawford bounce back. Maybe it's time for retirement, man. Maybe it's time for retirement. The champs sweep 
not sweep, but blow um shut out the Florida Panthers and win the series in also six games. Tampa Bay Lightning, I mean, you have to give credit to the Florida Panthers. They gave you a series. They knew it wasn't going to be easy. The Las Vegas Golden Knights lose 3-0 to zero when they had a chance to close out the Minnesota Wild. Now they go back to Las Vegas where the series is tied 3-3. And the two words any team don't want to hear, Game 7. Some teams do something. Uh, me personally, when you up, when you have a closeout game, hey, you got to play your best. You have to play your best. You have to take the soul out of these teams that's you can easily beat. But I think Golden I think any home team in trouble once they it's good to have a home game. But in hockey in hockey, game seven at home don't mean a damn thing. Minnesota could go in there and easily beat them two to one or three to one or three to two. Golden Knights have been a better been been a better team out out um west the entire season. It'd be a this would be an embarrassment if they went home and lost Game Seven. Um, I believe Game Seven is um Friday tomorrow night. Um, Game Five um is tonight. Against the Montreal Toronto, Toronto looks to close out the um, the Montreal Canadiens as they lead three to one. And Game Six, another Game Six tonight, as Carolina definitely have to close out the Nashville Predators tonight. They have to. They lead the Steelers series three to two. Now we're going to jump into this day in sports history. It is now time for this day in sports history. In 1968, George Tyler retired from coaching, finishing with 318 regular season wins and six NFL titles. In 1974, Pirates Ken Barrett no-hit Padres into the ninth inning. In 1975, the Stanley Cup final, the Owl, Buffalo, New York. The Philadelphia Flyers take back-to-back titles by defeating the Buffalo Sabres 2-0 for a 4-2 series win. In 1993, baseball player Dale Murphy ends his career after 398 home runs. In 1997, Major League revenue sharing begins. New York Yankees pay out the most at $28 million. 2001, the Senior PGA Championship Men's Golf, Ridgewood, CC, and New Jersey. The five-time British Open champion Tom Watson wins first of six championship tours, major titles with a one-stroke win over Jim Thorne. In 2015, the Golden State win the NBA Western Conference Finals. This has been This Day in Sports History. That was This Day in Sports History. 
The Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers beef is continuously to be in the news. After weeks of trying to figure out what was going on in Aaron Rodgers' head through sources and secondhand occupations from friends, the man himself finally appeared on SportsCenter to set the record straight. Rodgers spoke to publicly spoke publicly for the first time about his feelings toward the Packers franchise, which have reportedly soured to the point of no return since 2020 season ended. He told Kenny May, who was making his final appearance, big shout out to Kenny May, a tremendous, tremendous analyst. Um, he is walking away from sport, I believe, ESPN because of budget cuts. But that's story for here or there. Um, he was on the Kenny May, who was making his final appearance on ESPN program, that he frustrated um, are necessarily about the team drafting Jordan Love. But more about the GM. With my situation, look, it never been about draft pick. Picking Jordan, Rogers said, I love Jordan. He's a great kid. We had a lot of fun to work together. Love the coaching staff, love my teammates, love the fan base in Green Bay. An incredible 16 years is just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that made the things go. Absolutely. I can agree 100% on that one. The earlier reports Rodgers have allegated said he does not intend to return to the Packers. And while he didn't exactly say he would never play for them again, he did confirm that he skipped the team OTAs this meet this week. Through his word, it didn't it did become clear that his um him not being there was directed toward the GM. He praised just about everyone else in the organization, stretching back for years. And I quote, I think sometimes people forget what really makes an organization. Rogers said, history is important. Legacy of so many people who came before me. But the people, that the most important thing, people make an organization, people make a business and sometimes that gets forgotten. It's all about respect. Culture is is built brick by brick. The foundation of it by the people, not by the organization. Agree 110%. Not by the building, not by the corporation. It's built by the people. The question now becomes whether Roger will report to Packers at all. Their mandatory minicamp will take place in June, which is not too far away. And the ranking MVP will be fined nearly $100,000 for not showing up, per ESPN. If he misses training camp, it's a $50,000 per day. Wow. And we know training camps be like for at least two, three weeks. So just imagine. The Packers appear committed to the GM, to their GM, who has maintained that he will not trade Rodgers. 
if one side cracks, it will be interesting to see who does so first. Uh, of course, it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. The dude actually said he would rather retire right now. When you have a when you have a player of his caliber, top five quarterback, easy, saying that they will retire, they will rather retire than play for you. You have a problem. You either do your job and trade them, because you're not going to win without them. We both know we. Everyone know that. You know that. Jordan Love loved that. The teammates love know it. The coach know it. The all, Everyone in Green Bay know it. What's the point of going to the – I know they would do it by the – just because of the fan base is so great in Green Bay. I'm not a Green Bay Packers fan, by the way. But I have a lot of respect and a lot of – a lot of um, passion for Aaron Rodgers making a decision that, you know what, I had enough of the disrespect. Anyone would feel disrespect when you do that, when you walk and you do things knowing darn well that I'm the, I'm the franchise. It's me. I'm the reason you you went to, I believe, two straight NFC championship games. It's because of me. They didn't expect Aaron Rodgers to be great behind Brett Favre. I didn't either, but I saw something in him. Brett Favre saw something in him. And I just believe Green Bay Packers need to do what they have to do and better for the team. If a guy don't want to play with you, you have to get rid of him. Cut your losses. There's no reason to keep this guy around. There's no reason because he don't care about getting fined. He don't care. This dude said two things he would rather do to play for you. Retire and sit out. What do that tell you about your GM? Not even GM. What do that tell you about your front office? As a, If I was an owner of the Green Packers, I would say, you know what? I value Aaron Rodgers more than you, so I have to let you go in the sake of him. He's he's the main reason my franchise has been a success for the last 10-plus years. I don't see, I don't, I do, I do not see how Green Bay get out of this. I just don't see it. They just basically said. We know we're gonna have a horrible season. Cause Aaron if he's not there, you're not I mean you're not winning no more than five games. Period. Jordan Love nowhere near ready. I believe he's like at least two, three years away from being even half of Aaron Ross. Another another all star in the news. Who came out this week and said, I want to get out the hell out of here. And that's my boy Julio Jones. One of the best arms, not not arms, hands in the National Football League. Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones said Monday he is planning on leaving the franchise during the interview on FS1. I'm out of here. Basically, straight put, I'm out of here. 
Jones said, when reached by telephone by Shannon Shark on the network's Undisputed show, Jones has been the subject of trade talks recently after general manager Teddy um, Terry Fonnett said the team will be taking calls about the form All-Pro receiver last month. Jones, 32, requested a trade from the Falcons at the beginning of the offseason in March, but the organization was trying to protect him and work quietly behind the scenes. A source told ESPN Adam Shatner, Adam Shatner um, and has been talking to other teams for weeks. The Falcons prefer not to trade him in the NFC, but would do so for the right price. That don't make sense at all to me. I'm I'm sorry, it just don't. And I'll tell you why when I when I get done. I'm gonna tell you why. The source said Atlanta has asked teams that have inquired about Jones for a first round draft pick and a return. Sources told Shepner when Jones was asked by Sharp where he would like to go, he said he will want to play for a winner. Right now, I want to win. Jones said. Who base salary is fifteen point three million for guarantee for this season? It's scheduled to cost the Falcons twenty three point zero five million against the cap in twenty twenty one, and has a cap hit of nineteen million twenty two six three million in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. If the Falcons move Jones after June first, the move would offer Atlanta relief against the cap. This reason because the dead money on him will be split between his this season and next. Jones has played 10 years with the Falcons, who selected him 6th overall in 2012 and 2011 draft, leading the NFL in receiving yards in 2015 and in 2018, and three times in yards per game in 2015, 16, and 2018. He made seven Pro Bowls. And was named first team All Pro in 2015 and 2016. He became one of the faces of Falcons. Started 134 games of 135 games he played in, and making 848 catches for 12,896 yards and 60 touchdowns. He is the franchise all leader, Falcons all-time leader in receptions and receiving yards and second to Ronnie White in receiving touchdowns. 63. He, oh, he's going to break that soon if he if he there. Um, Jones through, um, had, well, he probably won't because I believe he will get traded. Had one of the worst seasons of 2020, limited to nine games due to injury. Of course, he probably would have broken if he 51 catches. And I believe, um, um, but how many touchdowns he didn't have, I don't think he have a lot of touchdowns. Um, fifth, uh, he had um, seven hundred and seventy-one yards and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns while his fifteen point one yards per catch was the highest since twenty seventeen. His catch percentage of seventy-five percent of the best of his career. His eighty-five percent yards per game was the lowest. Since 2012, second year in the league, his second year in the league, um, the Falcons did not make one receiver move Monday. Move Monday signing Tajay Sharp, the 26-year-old, spent four seasons in Tennessee with Arthur Smith, 
Now the Falcons head coach from 2016 to 2019, where he caught 92 passes for 1,167 yards in a touchdown. He's been 2020 season with the Minnesota Vikings, where he played in only four games with no catches. Now, oh, excuse me. Julio Jones will play for NFC team, and I believe it might be the Washington, um, Washington football team. It could be – it's a lot of teams. It, it could be the Chicago Bears. It seems like they push it. It seems like they really push it for him, in my honest opinion. In my honest opinion, if I had to pick a couple teams, number one would be Baltimore. Number two would be um, – I don't believe it would be Tampa. I just don't. Maybe it, oh, I'm not sure they'd be brave enough to trade him to the New Orleans um, Saints. They already have them a couple weapons. Add Julio Jones. Nobody can stick that um, wide receiver core. Him and um, Thomas, mm, probably the best duet ever. You got New England Patriots. I believe um, the Las Vegas Raiders is a good option. Hey, I believe the Cardinals would be a perfect. Perfect situation for him. With a young quarterback, Kyler Murray, who's to say? But I believe he will be get traded at some point. And this is what make this is what really gets me pissed off about these uh front office, especially especially in NFL. You you come out and say you want to trade the guy, but then you say you want to not trade him this I don't want to trade them if the price ain't good. Uh, no, it don't work like that. Sometimes it it don't fall in your, it don't always fall your way. And that's what I that's what I, that's what I understand about football um, NFL. They, they need they need to get a um a rule in place where a a a, a player can be traded for his value. If the dude worth more than one pick, trade it for it. It's crazy how your value lower as the longer you play. And that's very understandable. But who would want to take on that money though? It ain't even about it ain't even about the, the what he what they get for him. It's the fact that you have to split his his, his salary his salary for two years and he's not even with you. There's a rumor, not a rumor, there's news floating around that the Chicago Bears owners are looking to um, sell the franchise. I don't see how that's possible when the franchise has been in the owners and the families since the beginning of time. I don't see why would you sell the Bears. Maybe you just don't want to, you know, you don't want to get that criticism no more. They suck. They losers. And and, and nobody is a bigger critic about the Chicago Bears than me. It's one thing that really disgusts me about the Bears. They are the very first, they are the very original, they are the original um, six teams in the NFL since, since football was created. You heard of the name of Chicago Bears, Chicago Cardinals, 
but we now know him as the Chicago Bears. Can you not? Can you believe this? It it, it 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 just hurts my heart to say this, but the Bears are the most loved franchise in the National Football League, but only have one Super Bowl to show for it. One Super Bowl to show for it its entire existence. We know how dominated they was in the early time when it was the NFL championship and it merged into the Super Bowl. We only have one. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. One Super Bowl, and I believe in uh, eighty plus years history. Anyway, moving on to MLB, it's just it's just mind boggling to me to say that for the Chicago Chicago Bears fans. I'm a fan too. I love the Bears, but to be, I have to be a realist. I have to be realistic. I love them. But it's is very annoying and it's embarrassing when you have to think of the history of the Bears with one Super Bowl. Unbelievable. MLB have placed Mickey Callaway on his ineligibility list through at least the entire 2022 season. After concluding its investigation into allegations of sexual harassment. The league announced Wednesday, Callahan, who served as manager from 2018 to 2019, was most recently the Los Angeles pitching coach. The club announced that it had ended his employment shortly after the MLB announcement. The Angels and the Mets cooperated with the investigation per per MLB as did the Cleveland Indians. Well, he was a coach from 2013 to 2017. Callaway 46 is immediately placed on his ineligible list and will remain there until the end of the 2022 postseason. God damn, that's next year. Hey, sexual assault, no joke nowadays. Sexual harassment, neither. He can then apply for a real statement. Well, he won't. There's no reason to do that. He won't. Um, the Angels and the Indians, it'll be a big, it'll be a, I would be surprised if someone hired him. You've been accused of five women. Sexual assault and sexual harassment. I'm not going to read what he said because it's just, it's useless to me. You never, not never, but you just don't want to hear the excuses. Oh, I want to thank my family. I want to thank. I'm, I'm like, no, that you say that for another, another time because, so, and that's what I don't get about when, especially in these, in these af, af, um, af, athletes, when they accused of sexual harassment or, or allegations come out, then they sorry. I don't think. I don't think. That's a mistake. You can just say, you know, I'm sorry. It was a mistake. I I don't think that's something you just say it was a mistake. Now I understand people, women, some women, women in this world, world, you know, twist up stories. But 
probably 40, 40 to 60% of that story is, is not, is very accurate. Especially when it's more than one, more than two. But five, somebody's not telling the truth. And who you think that is? The person that's always feel like they're sorry. That's the MLB. MLB, the um, games from yesterday, the um, Baltimore Orioles lose to the Minnesota Twins 3-1, 3-2, sorry. The St. Louis and uh, St. Louis defeat the White Sox 4-0 shutout. The Seattle Mariners lose again. I have a, I have to say something about Seattle. And I'm 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 gonna do I'm I'm gonna do today's I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this out the way. Seattle lose six to three to the Oakland Athletics. The Texas Rangers um lose a nail biter against the LA Angels nine to eight. The Chicago Cubs take care of the Pittsburgh Pirates four to one. The Philadelphia Phillies lose to the Miami Marlins, four to two. And I believe I don't know we I don't know why the Cincinnati Reds and the Washington National games were suspended. I don't know what it's due to weather or the COVID situation. I will uh, find out and let you guys know probably in the next week episode. Um, Atlanta def- lose to the Boston Red Sox nine to five. The Kansas City, the Kansas City. Warriors lose to Tampa Bay two to one. Um, Detroit um, shut out Cleveland one to zero. San Diego very they've been on a hot streak lately. They beat Milwaukee Brewers two to one, and the LA Dodgers um, lose to their now rivalry Houston Astros, especially after their World Series when they lost and they found out that Houston was cheating, which I didn't really care about to be honest with you. Five to two, and the San Francisco 49ers, I mean San Francisco Giants. I'm thinking of football. They defeat the Arizona Diamondbacks five to four. Today's early games is the Pittsburgh and Miami. The Colorado, Colorado and New York Mets have a doubleheader today. Um, the Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates, San Diego and the Milwaukee um, Brewers, Cleveland, Detroit. Kansas City Warriors in Tampa Bay. Toronto and New York also have a doubleheader. And I believe today's games will get underway between the Cincinnati and the Washington game. Baltimore and the White Sox start a series. L.A. and Oakland kick off their four-game series. St. Louis head to Arizona to face the Diamondbacks. And the Texas and the Seattle Mariners. And the San Francisco and the L.A. Dodgers. Now... I don't care what they records say. I just really don't. But to me personally, the Seattle Mariners, I love their uniform, by the way. Especially their um, retros. But the Seattle Mariners, as hard as it is for me to say, they are the worst team in the last 20 years. I love the 1990s teams. When you had Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey Jr., always a big fan of Ken Griffey. 
Yeah, Alice Rodriguez when he was a showboat. You had Felix. You had um, Anichiro Suzaka. This franchise, it seemed like they cursed to me, if you ask me. It really do. This team, I didn't even believe them so I looked it up. I've never, they, the existence has been since 1976. 77, that's long enough to be legendary. They have no World Series. They have no American League pennant. And they, after their entire existence, they only won three division titles in 40 years. Close to 50. They haven't had a wild card berth in 20 years. Do you guys get where I'm going? If it was me, and this is my personal opinion, MLB need to come over and find a way to get rid of the Seattle Mariners. Especially after this fact. I told you guys... Their existence is 1977. And if I told you this, you would really you would really understand why I say get rid of the Seattle Mariners. Sell them to somewhere else. You know, bring back, um, sell them. Anywhere, I don't care. Sell them to, you know, anywhere. Jacksonville, I don't care. Give Las Vegas a baseball team. God say we know the we know the Raiders there and the A's might be moving there, but hey, who can, we can have two Las Vegas teams. Get the Seattle Mariners out of Seattle. Last season, it was revealed that they all time winning percentage is four seventy. That is horrible. I'm sorry, that's below horrible. Us four. 70 win percentage. That is ridiculous. As a franchise that's been playing baseball more than 40 years. Horrible. That is that is crazy. Three division titles, no World Series, no well opinion. I just don't understand this. Now I know I know you guys may be saying, what about the Cincinnati Reds, the Pittsburgh Pirates? Man, Seattle Mariners hasn't been to the postseason in 20 years. That's ridiculous. I just had to get that rant out because I'm tired of seeing these scores and they losing, losing, losing. I don't care what they record say. I don't care if they were first. I don't care if they was undefeated. It don't matter. When you have a team that this bad, you have to start start taking into consideration, hey, you know, we need to move this team because it's, it's bad for the sport. First off, Seattle base is a good sports town. We know, especially when it comes to football, wrestling, and other stuff, but baseball, no. What up, we doing for this episode of Sports Talk, Marcel? Thank you guys for joining me for another episode, episode number 44. 
I will be back next week for episode 45 as we continuously get into this NBA NHL playoff. As we looking to get into the second round, especially of NHL playoff, we're going to see if we have NFL news, MLB news, and any NCAA news. Um, you guys have a good, good weekend, a tremendous weekend. And as always, be good, be great, and be blessed. See you guys next week.